This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a high and lofty throne, with the train of his garment filling the temple. Seraphim were stationed above. They cried one to the other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. All the earth is filled with his glory. At the sound of that cry, the frame of the door shook, and the house was filled with smoke. Then I said, Woe is me, I am doomed. For I am a man of unclean lips, living among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, holding an ember that he had taken with tongs from the altar. He touched my mouth with it and said, See, now that this has touched your lips, your wickedness is removed, your sin purged. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Here I am, I said. Send me. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm In the sight of the angels I will sing your praises, Lord. In the sight of the angels I will sing your praises, Lord. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart. For you have heard the words of my mouth. In the presence of the angels, I will sing your praise. I will worship you at your holy temple and give thanks to your name. In the sight of the angels, I will sing your praises, Lord. Because of your kindness and your truth, for you have made great above all things your name and your promise. When I called, you answered me. You built up strength within me. In the sight of the angels, I will sing your praises, Lord. All the kings of the earth shall give thanks to you, O Lord, when they hear the words of your mouth. And they shall sing of the ways of the Lord. Great is the glory of the Lord. In the sight of the angels, I will sing your praises, Lord. Your right hand saves me. The Lord will complete what he has done for me. Your kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the work of your hands. In the sight of the angels, I will sing your praises, Lord. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. I am reminding you, brothers and sisters, of the gospel I preached to you, which you indeed received, and in which you also stand. Through it, you are also being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I handed on to you, as of first importance, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, 
that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. After that, Christ appeared to more than five hundred brothers at once, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. After that, he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one born abnormally, he appeared to me. For I am the least of the apostles, not fit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me has not been ineffective. Indeed, I have toiled harder than all of them. Not I, however, but the grace of God that is with me. Therefore, whether it be I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the Word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command I will lower the nets. When he had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish that they had made seized them and all those with them. And likewise, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Kevin, we are opening up the month of February with the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time. Yeah, I had some great readings today. Excited about this month. We're going to have a lot of fun with these commentaries. Yes, we are. And I want to start out by mentioning that this coming Friday is the feast day of Our Lady of Lourdes, and it's also World Day of the Sick. And, you know, I want to mention that there are a lot of different kinds of sickness, right? And we hear about uh, the accounts of numerous healings throughout sacred scripture that came about through the power of God. And it's, I think, very important to remember that, yes, Jesus is very concerned with our physical and our emotional well-being, you know, our illnesses. But most importantly, he came to save us from the most deadly sin of all, the spiritual illness of mortal sin, which deals a death blow of eternal damnation. And in all of our readings today, we're going to hear a kind of common theme woven through all the readings and how all these readings, they include some type of declaration about the unworthiness to be in the presence of God, a recognition of personal sin, and how in spite of that sinfulness, God calls his people. Yeah, exactly. And let's let's actually dig into that, because I really see that process that you're talking about really containing 
four steps. And we see it very clear in the first reading and also in the gospel. So let's look at this in Isaiah, this four-step process. We see at the beginning, I saw the Lord seated on a high and lofty throne. That first step is experiencing God's presence. Then the second step, for I am a man of unclean lips. I guess comparison to God's majesty and glory, you realize your unworthiness <laughs> and you recognize that. And that's the second step. Then the third step, for here, your wickedness is removed and your sin purged. There's a cleansing process that happens, which again is this action, this cleansing process, which is an action. And then finally, Isaiah says, here I am, send me. There's a sending process. So it's a beautiful, I see this four steps in here, experiencing God's presence. You recognize your unworthiness, but then you're cleansed and changed. And then you say, send me. So it's a beautiful uh, way that that ties together with what you're talking about. It's a great breakdown. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Isaiah's vision of purification, you know, that reveals God's plan of salvation. And I think it's also important to point out that God offers the gift of salvation, and mankind responds either by accepting it or by rejecting it. And God's desire to be united with us is so real and so consuming that he provides us with not only a plan of salvation, but also the means by which we can obtain it. Yes, exactly. And in the second reading, when you're talking about this plans of salvation, we see Paul in the second reading to Corinthians provide this, I guess, that blueprint, that plan of the good news, the heart of the good news. In fact, uh, some folks may know that it's called the kerygma. You see in the, be- in the middle here, Christ died for our sins. He was buried, he was raised, and then he appeared to Cephas and then to the 12. This is what, again, kerygma would be known as the, the basics of the faith as understood by the early church or the preaching of the apostles as recorded in the New Testament, that, that kernel of that good news. Now, as we have that basic tenant, we have to realize that that is just our foundation. We need to build on that. And I think that's where the catechism or catechesis comes in. And John Paul II, back in 1979, he, um, he had an apostolic exhortation, which kind of talked to that. And he talks about how you need to take the kerygma and then build on it. Take that wow of the kerygma and then build on it with the what and understanding the what with the catechesis. It says here, Thus, through catechesis, the gospel kerygma, the initial ardent proclamation by which a person is one day overwhelmed and brought to the decision to entrust himself to Jesus Christ by faith, is gradually deepened, developed in its implicit consequences, explained in language that includes an appeal to reason, and channeled towards Christian practice in the church and of the world. And so what a beautiful way you take this and then you build on it and how beautiful that is to then really start understanding our beautiful faith. Oh, and yes, and just like St. Paul, and he did, he truly understood the greatness of God's love, how God has always loved us, even when we were stuck in our own selfishness and our pride and our ignorance, even when that prevents us from truly loving God. Oh, yeah, because we take this take this reality, you know, Jesus Christ is writ- risen, and hallelujah, we were Worship that risen Lord and how beautiful really that brings our lives, uh, really meaning and joy, doesn't it? It sure yeah. does. Well, in our gospel today, this, this is always kind of an interesting thing here. You notice that Peter actually never catches any fish in the Bible without Jesus's help. <laughs> Find a little interesting tidbit there. And, and Peter really didn't understand what Christ was asking him to do, but he obeyed. And how important that is sometimes is we don't always really understand what God is asking us to do. But then we see 
this four-step process, much like we saw in Isaiah, also play out in this uh, in this gospel reading. It says, you know, first off, we um, uh, Peter experienced God's presence, right? They went out and put out into the deep. I haven't caught anything all night, but put out in the deep. They caught such a great number of fish that their nets were tearing. He experienced that God's presence. Then he realized his unworthiness. Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. But yet God comes and says, no, from now on you will be catching men. Again, this is a cleansing opportunity. In this case, it's words this time, not with a with a charcoal that Isaiah had. But then once he was cleansed, once he realized he was going to be catching men, they left everything and followed him. Followed him. He again is sent, that four-step process, experiencing God, recognizing your unworthiness, cleansing, and then being sent. Excellent. I'm going to pick up right from that thought that you just left us with. He left, they left everything and they followed him. That was a big deal. I mean, that's not just, you know, like taken after the Pied Piper. This was a big deal. And Jesus continues to call us to do the same thing today. You know, no, we're not all going to be required, you know, to leave behind our families and our livelihood and our homes and all of our worldly possessions the way that the apostles were. But our work as disciples will require some kind of sacrifice. We will be challenged to live in a way that often will conflict with the norms of society. We're going to be ridiculed and persecuted for our beliefs, and we will have to make material sacrifices. And many of these challenges and sacrifice will require real courage and trust in God. If we're not prepared, if we haven't considered what it really means to be a disciple of Christ, if we aren't willing to truly commit ourselves to this mission, we might miss our opportunity when he calls us to put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.